What's up, Painless Flipping Podcast listeners? Before we dive into today's episode, I've got something special for you. Recently, I had the pleasure of joining an amazing podcast, and I wanted to share that conversation with you all. It's a fantastic discussion you won't want to miss. So without further ado, let's jump into that crossover episode and hear what we had to say. Enjoy. Good morning, sub tours. Welcome to this edition of Goat Talk for Thursday. Gosh, what is it? November the 10th, man. We're almost at the end of the year. What you been doing all year long? It's time to get started in real estate investing. Maybe get while the getting's good. So good morning. We're happy to see you here with us. Tell us good morning. Tell us where you are, what your name is, what you do, what kind of investing that you do, and uh, and get your questions ready. We've got a, a, a expert wholesaler here this morning that's going to talk to us about the changes in the market, what you need to be doing now, what you can't do that you were doing six months ago, what you need to be doing. Uh, if you're with us on Facebook or YouTube, take a minute and subscribe to our channel here at YouTube. You can do that at sub2tv.com. We release videos almost every day of the week. It's always something to do with real estate, usually creative real estate. We do some other stuff, too. We'd be uh, glad to take suggestions. What do you want to see a video on? We'll make those for you. Uh, if you're looking for the absolute best value in creative finance coaching, I ask you to take a look at $7coaching.com. We'll teach you for seven bucks a month. Man, that's about the same price as a latte at Starbucks. So I don't think you can beat that anywhere. If you find a better price than that on creative finance coaching from somebody that's been doing it for over 20 years, let me know. Uh, I'll I'd love to talk to you about that. And then if you're interested in anything related to creative real estate, uh, coaching, courses, any kind of training, uh, check us out at sub2university.com. we got some amazing stuff over there, uh, something for every budget, and uh, we'd love to help you. So let's see who we've got on here this morning. we got Carlos. Good to see you, Carlos, Jen, and Brad up in Minnesota. Uh, gosh, is it snowing there yet? I had a, had a friend send some pictures the other day that said I already have snow up there. You know, it's going to be in the 70s here in Arkansas today, but by this weekend, the high is going to be in the 30s. I mean, that's it's a pretty big shift there. We got Phil Smith on here. Good morning, Phil. Good to see you too. We're going to bring our guest in. Uh, I met Nathan a couple of months ago. I was on his podcast. Great guy. Uh, you know, I only try to bring the best in here to talk to you guys. Really liked him a lot and wanted to have him on to talk to you guys about wholesaling and what he does. So let's welcome Nathan. Nathan, good to see you this morning. Yeah, man, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you, William. Yeah. So uh, Nathan's out there in Salt Lake City doing deals all over the country. Uh, and uh, he's going to tell us a little about himself. Tell us about you, Nathan, how you got started and what you do. Yeah. So I came from a sales background. I was uh, right after uh, I went on a mission for my church when I was 19 years old. I went on a two year mission which was, you could say that was kind of sales training, right? right, right. <laughs> you were able to talk to people that probably didn't want to talk to you. Uh, mm -hmm. So you had to overcome objections. And after I went to college, while I was in college, I went, uh, I got into door-to-door -door sales, which was, uh, you know, I sold Dish Network door-to-door -door mm -hmm. for six years. I started out my first year, sold like 150 Dish Network accounts, mm -hmm. and then just worked my way up, then became a manager, had multiple teams, multiple reps. And it was good. It's good. I don't know if anybody knows about the door to door industry, but you can make good money and you make overrides on people on your team. But mm -hmm. after uh, I graduated from college, I, I got married and I didn't want this transient lifestyle because in door to door every summer, you kind of have to go to a different market, get out of your element. So you're not just want to stay home um, and not knock doors. So did that. 
and I got married and I was like, I don't want to move anymore. So I was like, what can I do to make good money in sales or like, you know, where I can still communicate with people. Right. And, uh, it was, my thought was real estate, right? That's a lot of people they go to real estate. They're like, how can I make good money in my college? My buddy in college was, uh, his dad was a whole, did a wholesaling and he was doing wholesaling while we we're in college. And he would always tell me to come try it with him. He'd do lease options, uh, subject to deals in college. And, um, I was, I was trying to convince him to do door to door. He's trying to convince me to do wholesaling. And eventually I just reached out to him after I got married. I said, Hey, let's, let's go all in on this. We're both living in Utah. Let's give it a shot. So that's, that's how I got in. Right. And, and you're how old, Nathan? Uh, I'm 31 right now. Okay. But you got started in real estate when you were how old? Uh, 27. So I've been doing this for four years now, four or five years. You guys, you guys have such an advantage. You know, I didn't find real estate until I was almost 40 years old. I mean, it's, you know, I was in my late thirties. You guys have such a jump. I can't imagine what life would have been like for me if I'd gotten started in my twenties. Yeah. It's amazing. The opportunities that are out there. It really is. Let's see. I think we got a few more people on here commenting. Let's see. Uh, DK, gosh, we got, we got, uh, questions right out of the, right out of the gate here. We're, we're <laughs> going to come back to those. Hey, Matt, good morning. Good to see you, DK. Good to see you on here today. So, well, gosh, let's, um, uh, okay. I think that's, uh, let's try this. All right. So Nathan, tell us what is wholesaling for, for people here that are, that are new to it. Maybe they, they just know creative. What is wholesaling? Yeah. So wholesaling is when you reach out to a seller and you you agree to purchase their home at a specific price and then you assign your rights to that contract to uh, an end buyer or someone else for a fee so right. for example if i if uh, william if you you want to sell me your home for $200,000 and we agree on it we sign a real estate purchase contract that is assignable it, right. the contract has to be assignable then i know john for example john's in my market and he he loves that area he lo- i say hey i got this house i'm going to buy it but if you want it i can assign it to you or i can wholesale it to you for 220 and he says, okay, yeah, I'll buy it for 220. So I just took your house that I have the rights to purchase at 200 mm-hmm. and assigned it to someone for 220. And I just made 20,000 without any, uh, having to take any risk, having to do any, um, you know, close on the property to own it. No money. I don't even need earnest money half the time because you can use the earnest money of the end buyer mm-hmm. to, uh, to go through. So that, that's pretty much it. It's just assigning right. your rights to purchase a, a, a property to someone else for a fee. Right. So, so if you wanted to compare that to something whole, really, um, you're giving typically someone still a discount. You guys sell to rehabbers and other people. So a lot of times there's still profit to be made on the other, by the, by your buyer. Of course they have, they have to be able to make money on it or Mm -hmm. they, they won't do it. Mm -hmm. They won't do it. Okay. So generally do you sell your deals to rehabbers, or it's not usually to an end buyer that's going to live in the house. It's usually to another investor. That's correct. Because in mm-hmm. order for you to make a wholesale fee, obviously there's ways to get around it, but um, you need to sell to someone that has cash. And mm-hmm. that's hard money. It's cash, right. private money. Right. Because if you tried to wholesale a contract to someone that has traditional financing through a bank, a bank's going to say, you know, they have to go through the 30 day, you know, the appraisal and they're going to be like, we're not paying your fee unless right. you own it. At this point right now, you do not own the property. If you right. own it, if you double close, you can do that. Right. But um, you can't do it. So I can see where a typical end buyer, a homeowner would be problematic with title seasoning issues, things like that. 
yeah, you're not going to be able to flip it. So you can really only sell to another investor. Usually. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the play right there is to right. sell it to people who have uh, the cash. So, so in a market like the last two years, gosh, you guys have cleaned up because you could buy a house today for yeah. X and 30 days later, I mean, sell it. I mean, because it's gone up in, in perceived value significantly just in a short period of time. So things are changing now. What does That's that right. mean for wholesalers right now? Well, I mean, a lot of wholesalers that are came in over the last two years, they just didn't understand what it was like before where you couldn't just get a house under contract and move it within you know right. days or without getting it at that good of a deal. Mm -hmm. So it's a lost art form. I believe that uh, wholesalers do not have that just came in. They don't really know how to negotiate very well. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to really present options because wholesaling is great. It's fine, but that is not your best option all the time. And mm -hmm. I don't teach, I wholesale, but I don't teach people only to wholesale. You right. have to present the seller, all their options available to them. You know, they can list it. They can keep it as a rental. You can offer them terms. You mm -hmm. can wholesale it. So I think uh, if you, the only tool in your tool belt is a low cash offer so you can wholesale it, you're really limiting your options. So that's one of the ways to pivot right now is you need to uh, get better at understanding mm -hmm. the different options to, to help a seller out that's right. in trouble. You, you actually, and this is the way it was when I got started, wholesalers had to get a really good deal to make something work. And I know for the last couple of years hadn't been that way. You could just get a house under contract and sell it. You know, that's the that's way it is problem. right now. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you really had to beat them down on that price that the old, you know, Ron Legrand, 70% minus repairs, whatever that hadn't been happening in the last couple of years. It was full price. Yeah. And then yeah, that's gone. And that's right. why I'm saying that the art of sales and mm -hmm. the art of negotiation and understanding right. what options to present like that, that's more important than ever, in my opinion, right now, because, mm -hmm. you you know, someone's not going to just accept a lowball offer right now. Right. Most of the time. Right. Uh, hey, Phil, good to see you this morning. RC home buyers out there killing it. Uh, let's see. We got Matt. Matt's got a question. How? How are you feeling about the market shifting? Is Dispo becoming harder? Yeah, you're probably losing. I know some of the hedge funds are buying now. And yesterday we just saw an article about another open door, somebody else closing down. What What's happening to the buyers out there? Is it harder to get rid of these things? Not for me personally, no, because mm -hmm. I teach, I teach a, a different strategy. So what they've been teaching in wholesale, I know because I've done so, so much coaching. So I started, they, they've taught, they teach you to go and find a deal first, right? That's like the way they're like, hey, go market, pull a list of 10,000 people, go find something, and then you won't have a problem selling it. Right. I disagree with that. I think mm -hmm. what I do, and that's why I don't have a problem displaying deals, is I reach out to buyers in my network that are still buying, that are mm -hmm. legit, that have money, and they're like, hey, we're not worried. You know, We're sitting on cash. Mm -hmm. I find those people, and then I go and market to what they want. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just spending all my marketing dollars. To be honest, uh, Phil, William, I don't even spend money right now. Right. There's too many opportunities right now on the MLS, mm -hmm. from other wholesalers willing to grind, um, you know, networking with agents. I don't even spend money and I'm getting deals. So right. the for for you, Matt, I think uh, asking, is it becoming harder to dispo? It is becoming harder to dispo if you do not know, if you're just randomly trying to find a deal and you're like, I don't know who's going to buy it, but I'm going to find them once I you know, I get lock up my deal. Right. I don't agree with that. I think you find your buyers, get, get tight with 10 to 15 buyers. Mm -hmm. And then once you do, 
market to specifically what they want. So by the time you negotiate the deal, it's already sold. You don't, I mean, that's, it's called reverse wholesaling. I call it painless wholesaling because my last name is pain. Mm -hmm. It's painless. It's not, it's it's not very painful. The other way is painful right now. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. So while we're on this topic here, then how if you uh, let's let's pretend we're talking to people that are new to this. They don't know a lot about maybe real estate in general, but they want to get started. Because when I got started, most people said wholesaling is the way everybody gets started. You don't have to have any money. You sign contracts. All you got to do is get on the phone, find a seller, find a buyer. Boom, you got a deal. So if I'm new and I want to get started today, what is the easiest quickest way for me to find buyers? Wow. There's, there's so many, right? Um, So for example, what I do is I call title companies right now that are investor friendly title companies. And I say, Hey, look, I know the market's shifting. Who's still closing deals with you right now. That's an investor can give me their information so I can know who I can reach out to. That's active. That's the quickest way that I would do it because Mm -hmm. title companies, they want to make money, you know? So if you can bring deals to their buyers that are still buying, they, they'll give you their information. I know I do, I do this. I, you know, mm-hmm. I do this. I call, I show people how to do it. Another way is to reach out to private money lenders mm-hmm. that uh, lend money, right? Hard money lenders in the right. market and say, who, who's still trying to borrow money from you? Uh, who's active? They want to make money still. So right. those, are, those are the two I would do, do quick, quickest. Right. And then there's softwares out there. It's like batch mm-hmm. leads that you can pull buyers lists, mm-hmm. uh, RIA meetings. Re, you, right. If you go to an auction, like for example, all these foreclosures, right. foreclosures that are coming up. If you go to the foreclosure auction and right. uh, you say, Hey, everybody, I'm a bird dog. I'm a wholesaler. I'm looking for deals. Who's, mm-hmm. who's got money. They're going to say, Hey, right. You know, and then have that conversation. So I just gave you four ways mm-hmm. in my mind map, William, that you, we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. I, I lay out about 50 ways. Right. Just p- pick yeah. which one you want. Okay. Uh, and we've got a link to that here. You can go to, sub2deals.com slash Nathan and download Nathan's mind map. Nathan, I, I found that this morning. What all is on that? I mean, it, it takes you from A to Z, how to be a wholesaler. Everything, everything. Right. So my my goal in that mind map, William, was to, I get a lot of questions, right? So I was I, I want to point everyone that ever has a question to that mind map. And I know mm-hmm. it's like very in-depth. So mm-hmm. it's just like they asked me, it's, it's there with a video and a link and a resource for free. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I, I figure information is not what um, people really need to pay for. They need to pay for like, you know, a guidance, a mentor help, right. uh, kind of like exactly what you provide. So right. the information I provide on wholesaling contracts, calculators, everything's free. Mm-hmm. Okay. Except unless, unless it's something that like I've spent a lot of money on myself. Like right. I do sell my buyer's list cause I've spent mm-hmm. so much money on it, but right. you don't even need to buy a buyer's list now. Cause you need to just find out 10 to 15 people that are solid. Right. Okay. So you guys get over there. Sub slash Nathan, get that uh, free mind map. He'll provide contracts for you. And, and as always guys, and I'll tell you this, even about my courses, if you get a contract, you want to make sure it complies with your state laws. Always, always do that because they're different. Okay. Uh, They will vary. And and that's another thing we'll get to here in a little bit about what the realtors are trying to do to wholesaling. But uh, let's see, Matt says in Vegas, we've lost about 50 K in value since June. Listen, Vegas always takes the hit first. I don't know why that is back in 2007, 2008, man, houses, 50% 50% of their value was gone. I, I don't know why, but it always does for some reason. 
Uh, let's see. Mark's got a question. Can you exchange a contract 1031? Oh, is he asking me? I, I don't understand no. that question. Yeah. Uh, can you do sure. a 1031 exchange with a house you have under contract? That's an interesting question. So right. what, when I understand a, a 1031 is when someone sells their property, right? And then they have to reallocate the funds. Yes. Yeah, so if, if you wholesale, if someone's selling their home to you and you wholesale it to someone else and they want to do a 1031 exchange, yes, you can. Right. That's of course it. That's okay. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Matt's got a follow-up question here. How are you finding the money lenders list? Um, Great question. Mind map go to step. I think it's step three on how to uh, find buyers. If you go to the flipper section, I have mm -hmm. a list of 4,000 hard money lenders all across the United States with their uh, information and you can reach out to them and ask them who's buying. So I, I include that for free. Okay. There you go. Well, anybody that needs money, uh, whether you're looking at being a wholesaler or not, you need to, to get over there and get that for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Carlos said, what pitch would you tell a private money lender? And I'm assuming you mean if you want to borrow, uh, do you borrow private money, Nathan? Yeah. So the pitch, uh, he might also be meaning if I'm correct, uh, maybe thinking he might say, how do you pitch it to find buyers through a right. private money yep. lender? So, sure. to, but I'll answer both of those. So mm -hmm. on a, to get private money from a hard money lender or for, well, there's usually I talk about them differently. So hard money lenders, like uh, an institution or a guy that, you know, lends out a ton of other people's money. And then private money is usually like your grandma, someone that you're close with and your family that you just, so really if you want to get money from private or hard, you have to present a deal that makes sense for them where it makes money. So if your deal, for example, if you're going to buy a flip and you have it 80, 70% of what is the rehab, like the ARV is or what you can flip it for, someone would probably say, okay, I'll give you money because if you default, I get that property at, you know, 70%. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to call a private money lender or hard money lender to ask for their buyers, it's as simple as this. You just say, hey, um, you know, I noticed that you're a big player in the space. Are you still lending out money to uh, investors right now? Because I, I'm a buyer and uh, I also wholesale. And then they say, yes, we're still uh, lending out money. And then I say, oh, that's great. Well, look, I'm coming across a lot of deals right now because of the market. There's a lot of motivated sellers. I can't take them all down. Do you know any investors that you can put me in touch with that I can wholesale these deals to? And then obviously you can fund them. Is there anyone that uh, you can put me in contact with? Simple okay. as that. Okay. Awesome. Hey, Vincent, good to see you from out there in Houston. Glad you joined us today. Uh, so again, going back to the question, like we're talking to a typical newbie, uh, what do I need to do right this minute to get started? Obviously you said, go out, find buyers first. Once you've got a list of buyers, you know right. what they want, then you need to obviously look for those houses. Yes. So how do yes. I do that? How do I do that? Yeah. So on the mind map, cause that's what I love that thing so much. Cause I, I took that process from right. how I work and for my VAs. Cause I train my VAs how to do this. Right. So the first step I say for everyone is mindset, right? You have to get to you know your why. Cause right now if the market is shifting and it's not affecting just our industry, it's affecting mortgages, lenders, like yeah. everyone's getting, you know, hit by this shift. So you have to have the right mentality that like, Hey, if I just continue to put in the effort, it's going to pay off. Right. So right. get your mind, right. Step one, Step two is pick one market. A lot of people are teaching to go do nationwide. I know because I did nationwide all over the country. Right. That, I, that's not the play right now mm -hmm. the, because there's too many there's too many variables when you're all over the place. Pick one right. and get close with 10 to 15 buyers. So pick mm -hmm. one market 
in the mind map, I teach you what are the top markets in the United States where flips are happening. Uh -huh. And then three, step three, find your buyers. Four, find out their criteria because now you found them, you need to find out what they want so you can find it. So four, right. find their criteria. Five is market, right? So now, okay. now basically you have two options when you start marketing for deals. One, paid. Two, free. Okay, which one do you want? Do you want to start spending marketing budget or do you want to try and get deals for free? I do free right now. So if you do the paid route, there's cold calling, there's texting, and you would just pull lists of where your buyers want. Like, for example, if a buyer wants something in Indian Hills neighborhood in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, well, you would market to Indian Hills, three twos, whatever he said he wants. And then you talk to the, the people there, see if they're selling. Right. If it's free, same thing, but without paying, I just look for listings in that area that he wants. I call the agents, make them off low wall offers. Mm -hmm. And and I look at wholesalers deals that come, the wholesalers are still doing deals. They cut the emails come in to my email. I see what deals they have. I call my buyers. I say, Hey, have you seen this? I can get you. Let me tell me what you'll offer. I'll beat up the wholesaler. So I'm basically wholesaling a wholesaler's deal. Right. Okay. So that was, and there's way more options. I'm just letting you know that you mm -hmm. got to pick between the paid and the free. And then sure. I have so many different options when it comes, so many different strategies when it comes to which one you want to do. Right. And it sounds like a bunch of them are on the mind map. Uh, Neil, asked where, Neil asked where that is. Neil, go to sub2deals.com slash Nathan, and it'll take you right to that mind map. And you can get it. It's absolutely free. So get over there and do that. Now, I had a, a pretty well-known guy tell me lately that it, when you're making offers on houses, you and, and he's a wholesaler rehabber, he said, you better make your offers based on that house being worth 15% less in the next 90 days. Do you agree yeah. with that? I agree with that. And that's how mm -hmm. we're running our numbers. So right. every everything we do is run into a, a deal analyzer calculator. So mm -hmm. it's not speculation. It's not like, you know, I think it's like, let's run the numbers right now. This house is worth this. So Let's, you know, what is a flipper going to make if he flips this and 50, 90 days down the road? And when the ARV is less, 15% less, that's, right. those are deals buyers will still buy. So it, the, the question is, is wholesaling still work? Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. If you get a deal, <laughs> right. If you get it low enough, everything will, it will always work. Mm -hmm. um, whether, you know, no matter what happens in the industry, uh, how bad it gets, wholesaling mm -hmm. will always exist because people are looking for, right. for homes to buy. You just have right. to get them at the right price. Yeah, uh, that's true. You know, uh, create, okay, like creative finance, the market that we're shifting into now is going to be amazing for creative finance because people oh, are going to be looking for an out. Homes are going to drop in value. And, and it's really the timing is, you know, for the last two years, people have stupid, I mean, just stupid amounts of, of overpaid for properties. There are going to be yes. so many short sales now. There are going to be so many sub two opportunities, even for underwater properties that will still cash flow because they have two and a half percent interest rate loans on them. When the going rate today for a homeowner is almost eight percent. And I expect that to get to 10 or over, honestly, yeah. in the next six months. It's getting rough. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so think about it. I mean, you know, for years, creative finance guys that sell our finance, you know, you got some people, oh, man, you guys are sharks. Uh, Y'all cheat people. You charge them too much interest. I'm going to tell you something. I can compete with bank interest right now. I can buy a house at 3% interest and sell it to someone at 7 that's better than an A credit borrower gets right this minute. 
and I can make a ton of money. I mean, I can compete Agreed. with Bank of America and Wells Fargo and everybody else. And we'll be able to do some amazing stuff here in the, in the next year, probably before rates start going back down. Uh, agreed with you. And I, and I like to be trans. I mean, I, I'm always transparent. I'm always honest, but I want to be transparent with everybody here. I have three flips right now that I bought in March that and I just got recently got done a month or two ago. They're not selling. The right. values in Utah have dropped. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, gosh, what do I do? But because I, I, that was like the initial thought, but because I know mm -hmm. these strategies like subject to lease options, I know what to do. I know that I need to refinance out of these properties. That's the best thing I can do if I can't sell mm -hmm. them. Right. have that high interest rate and then sell them on subject to or a lease option once I own right. them. Right. Because mm -hmm. I'm in a hard money loan right now. So I'm refinancing yeah. out and now I can get some money down. I can do a comparable rate to what the, um, you know, what the bank's giving me. And, right. you know, I just have to wait till the property values go up or, yeah. uh, yeah. So the, 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 it's, it's, it's exciting to know that like really no matter what happens, if you understand how to pivot it, you, you can go with the flow. Right. That's what we've been warning these guys for the last several months that, that buy and rehab and put them on the market. And we've seen a couple of students get into trouble. You yeah. know, they were holding two or three properties that they needed to flip because I mean, this thing changed, you know, there were a couple of signs, but man, it was just like one day it was booming and the next day it was done. Yeah. And, and unfortunately yeah. we're caught there and uh, it's not, I'm not, it's not just me. It's everybody in Salt Lake City, Utah. Like that's yeah. happening. Like I, you know, I kind of feel bad for a lot of the people who mm -hmm. have gotten into a lot of bridge loans. They've mm -hmm. been getting into a lot of these apartment, like big multi units and they're going to, they have to refinance soon and they're mm -hmm. going to be refinancing into something that they're not ready for, like a rate that's way higher than what they thought. My, my, my students will tell you I, that that's something you always hear me say. Balloons are for clowns. Because you don't know what's going to be happening in three years or five years. You don't know where you're going to be. Balloons uh, are, I love that. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, I, it's not my, I mean, I, I've heard it for years. I, I didn't make it up, but they are. Balloons are for, are for clowns. Uh, another phrase, you know, what are, what are balloons? They're foreclosures in embryo, mm -hmm. you know, because you just really don't know what's going to happen. So that sure. long-term fixed rate stuff, that's, that's where you want to be. Uh, Mark asks, can you wholesale a sub two deal? You bet, Mark. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I teach it the way, not the way a lot of people do. You know, some people come in and say, listen, I'm getting this house under contract from Nathan. He's a homeowner. He's in trouble. I make him a lot of promises. We fill out a lot of paperwork. And then I find another investor down the street who wants it. I say, okay, you can have it for 10000 He gives me ten. I hand him all the paperwork. And, and then I go away. That's not a good situation mm -mm. because if the investor down the street doesn't pay, that homeowner is going to come looking for me. You know, uh, Nathan's going to come looking for me because Nathan right. signed all that paperwork with me and I made a lot of promises. If you're going to wholesale a sub two and that's your intent from the start, then you need to find the investor down the street, come make an introduction to Nathan, say, listen, Nathan, I originally planned to buy. I'm not going to be able to. Joe here does the same thing I do. He'll buy your house. He executes all the paperwork. He does everything with Nathan. And then he gives, you know, the investor gives me 10,000 and I go away. Right. right. You, you better make sure that you do it that way or man, that could be a potential. for. Yeah. I just did one of those in Dallas where they just paid at closing. They, I, I wholesaled it and they paid me a a finder's fee or a marketing fee for the mm -hmm. deal, right? So I was I was not even in the deal at all, other than mm -hmm. like paperwork wise, other than connecting exactly. 
Exactly. And that, that's the way you want to do it now. And I would say there that you need to be careful with that, depending on your state and how vicious the board of realtors are there about yeah. putting a buyer and seller together. So, you know, right. if you're not a licensed agent and, uh, you know, there's just a lot of things to consider, but right. can, technically, can you do it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can. Uh, Nathan asked what market are, uh, Neil asked, what market are you in Nathan with those three flips? That aren't yeah. Uh, Salt Lake city, Salt Lake city, Utah. And, um, you know, I, I would, I would like to say it's just me, right? Like, mm -hmm. Oh, maybe I just made right. some bad mistakes, but it's not, you know, mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate, but you know, property values, we had a million, it's a property that's worth half a million now, mm -hmm. you know, maybe worth four thirty, And that was our profit. We were, we were looking at making 70 to 80,000 on right. the flip. So now we're back at four thirty break even. So we're like, look, we got to just refinance out of this. So it's unfortunate, yeah. but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't dwell on it. I just know we got to make moves and keep going. Yeah. So what's your advice on that? And, and I, I missed your numbers, your exact numbers, but if you see that this is a problem, you go ahead and you slash that price to the absolute lowest and just go ahead and try to get it moved rather than spending the money, doing a refinance and, and carrying it for a long time. Would, would you recommend that approach to most guys holding things right now? I think if in this situation, I think you should, what we did is we lowered it to break even, right? Mm -hmm. Where we wouldn't right. lose money. Right. And then we, um, you know, it was not selling. So we're going to refinance. And I believe that uh, it will rebound in the future. And I don't mind to break, e like slowly bleed or not bleed at mm -hmm. all on a, mm -hmm. on a monthly rent. Because if we do a, a term, we've already had a lot of seller finance offers when we listed the property. Uh, right. But, you know, we don't own it. Right. So we need to right. refinance. And a lot of the seller finance offers were seven percent, uh, fifty thousand dollars down and our right. interest rate on. This is eight percent. Right. So if we can get the fifty thousand down and then have them pay the seven percent. Yes, we're losing maybe like a couple hundred bucks a month, but okay. the 50 down would would help us until, you know, and, and the purchase price that we're giving them is higher. Right. Mm -hmm. than four thirty. So okay. I guess you, you gotta you gotta run the numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, if if it makes sense, take it down. If not, just cut your losses and get out of there. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Matt said I just saw one sell in Vegas for four seventy that originally was posted with comps for seven seventy. Yeah, Man, Vegas is getting hit. Yeah, <laughs> that is painful for sure. Okay. So what are your favorite tools that you use in your business, Nathan? You know, some people are like, well, they have to have this program and that program and that software and this and that. When I got started, man, we didn't have anything because nothing existed. We drove driving for dollars all week. And once a week, we went to the tax office and looked everything up because nothing was online. And, you know, all the stuff was at the courthouse and we had to do all that stuff, man. And we bought a lot of houses and made a lot of money. Right. But now everybody wants stuff automated. So as a wholesaler, what do you think are the absolute, I need this program of course. to run my business? Yeah. So I, I came from the last two, three years having multiple, multiple, multiple softwares. I had a lot, right. And, right. and it was kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. and, and my, even if, um, if you go to my website, like I list all the softwares that someone should get if they want to mm -hmm. get into all this stuff, I've leaned my business out where it's me and a couple VAs mm -hmm. and I only pay for batch leads. That's right. it. And batch okay. leads, it, like any of the other softwares out there, you can pull lists, you can drive for dollars, you can comp properties, you mm -hmm. can uh, call sellers. That's one thing I pay for. Just mm -hmm. the one thing. I, I have a CRM, 
mm-hmm. which I, it's HubSpot. I pay for that too. I okay, mm-hmm. I pay for a CRM, but right. you don't have to pay for a CRM. You HubSpot can be free. Right. And those are the two things that I mainly pay for when it comes to wholesaling. Now I have the coaching business, which kind of you can use both, and I have other mm-hmm. softwares with that. But there's right. you know, if you have a team, you got Slack, that's free, or Discord. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a bunch of stuff that doesn't cost money, but when it comes to just one right. thing, it's batch leads. Right. That's what I use. Right. And, and I agree with that. I mean, as far as software and our, in our actual real estate business and, and the creative side, we have a CRM. That's a must. Uh, mm-hmm. And actually, you can uh, take a look at the CRM we use. If you go to sub2crm.com, S-U-B, the number two, crm.com. And that's just how you keep in touch with people over time, because most of the people we talk to, it's 95 percent are going to say no to our initial creative offer. But over time, especially now, a lot of those people are coming back. I, we get messages every day from people we've been talking to for six months. They go, hey, uh, you, you asked me about the house. Uh, let's talk about it. OK, so so they're changing their minds about things. Uh, and then a data software, which we use PropStream. That's what we yeah. use right now. Bachelors PropStream are pretty, pretty, yeah. uh, pretty similar. The only reason I like prop, prop, uh, Bachelors is because it comes with the driving for dollars mm-hmm. inside the platform. Um, mm-hmm. And I, driving for dollars, I always feel like will be a good option to find leads. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Uh, so let me let me ask you this, Nathan. I'm going to ask you some questions today that a lot of us as as creative guys have concerns about. How do Bring you, it. if you get a deal under contract, and, and I ask this because you know, I mean, I, you're you're obviously different than most of the people wholesalers I deal with, but mm-hmm. uh, wholesalers as a group are pretty vicious crowd. I think, uh, and, and, and one of those issues is protecting your deal. And we see this in these groups all the time. These guys talk about it all the time. How do you, if you get a deal under contract, do you do anything to protect that deal from someone stealing it or the, someone going around you? You know, if you, if you get a deal under contract, you market it. If you give out the address, you'll have people that go to that seller and try to give them a thousand dollars more and do things. Do you do something to protect your contract, like a memorandum or an affidavit? You know what? I've been lucky to be uh, not have very many problems. I have filed some affidavit and memorandums uh, Mm -hmm. when the seller tries to back out. And I just say, hey, look, you know, you agreed to this. It's in the contract. So you don't have to sell it to me right now. I'm not going to force you. I can't make you. But when you do sell it, I will be there with this memorandum. And then they understand like, oh, crap. Well, if I was going to go somewhere else now, he's locked me in. So right. that's happened that happened a couple times and I've called their right. bluff when they've said, Oh, I don't want to sell it right now. I've decided mm-hmm. to change my mind. Well, I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound right. But if that mm-hmm. is true, we'll be ready for you. Um, so yeah. that's happened a couple times. Now, have I protected it from other people, uh, like other vicious wholesalers, right? Yeah. No, I've never really worried about that because when I talk to sellers, I tell them pretty much what I'm doing. I say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm going to work with some, uh, some of my partners in the area. They're going to walk through. We're going to see um, if you know, what, what, what we can do through the inspection. If everything checks out, we're good to go. So yeah. if they say, hey, someone talk to me about what you're doing, I'll just say, yeah, no, right. I told you. And, you know, I, I wouldn't really – I can't believe that they, they try to go around me. That's very dishonest. Right. And um, so I, I'm not too worried about that. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I'm not worried about that at all because I can – I have the contract. So that's that's not a standard operating procedure of yours. If I get something under contract, I immediately record a memorandum. I, I don't do that. No. Right, right. I, I've recorded maybe five or ten 
right. since I've been see, doing see I agree with you on that. We don't do that either. Uh, it's, and it's time you consuming. Know, you have to get it notarized and everything. It's well, you know, you know, you know, I would say if you're going to do that, the best way to do it is have one signed at the time of the contract, signed by the seller as well. So that becomes a much stronger document uh, when the seller mm -hmm. signed off on it. Said yes, there's a contract on this property. If you want more information, contact William, uh, mm -hmm. and you can record that at the courthouse. And that's very strong. Uh, right. But I don't do it because this is the way I look at it especially with what we do. We may be in a long-term relationship with the seller with financing still in their name. If they change their mind uh, legitimately, you know, they got the money to bail their house out of foreclosure. Uh, they've got a scratch off ticket. They got the money. They can save their house. Why would I force them to sell it to me? Exactly. Secondly, if I had to force the issue and go to court, what judge is going to look favorably upon that sort of exactly. thing? Yeah. I just don't think it, especially if you want to be the local house guy, I don't think it, it, it looks good on you to be that way. Now, no. if I'm, if I'm, you know, 30 days into a contract and I've spent money on marketing and done things and somebody calls me and they go, I changed my mind. I'm not going to sell to you. And, and I've had that happen a couple of times over the years. And those are the only times I've ever recorded anything. Uh, mm -hmm. It was just, they just decided they weren't going to do it and they changed their mind. They're not going to. Uh, they're going to sell it to somebody else or, or rent it out themselves or do whatever. And I will record something to get my money back that I've spent. Uh, on yes, uh, I agree. And, and yeah. usually it's a bluff because someone maybe did go or behind your back and they're, they're trying to work out a deal. And then you just call it and say, Hey, you know, I've spent a lot of time and energy on this. We were very transparent, open with each other. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if you don't want to sell, like you're telling me, that's fine. Don't go ahead. Yeah. And then they usually say, okay, let's, let's close. But what I find most times, and this is why most investors I know in the creative space have a problem. If a wholesaler tried to deal with it and they recorded a memorandum and maybe they didn't, they couldn't find a buyer or they didn't have the funds to close and they backed out, they don't go and cancel that memorandum. They won't go spend that extra 10 bucks to cancel that. They just leave it out there. And then it creates a problem in the chain of title for you as a buyer down the road. So that's the problem I have with them. If you're going to record them, fine. If that's, if that's your SOP for your business to protect your deal, great. But follow through. If you drop the ball, fix it for people. Never record an affidavit, a memorandum, if you don't have a buyer or you're not going to close on yourself. That is right. the stupidest thing ever. If right. if you just do it just because you believe it's a deal, you're going to be canceling a lot of those because you, you don't really even know what you're doing if you're doing a lot of these. <laughs> right. You know, don't do that. For sure. Okay. Crypto says, I heard the memorandum of affidavit with the intent of not buying is criminal. It can be. It's slander of title. Exactly. So never do it unless you're ready. If, unless you're going to buy or you have someone's going to buy it, it doesn't make sense. You know, for us as creative guys, and I just speak for me, typically we get something under contract. It's 99% of the time it's for us. Mm -hmm. We know unless there's a title problem or something that was hidden that comes to light before closing, we're definitely going to buy it. So, you know, it, it's cool. But wholesalers by nature are looking to not hold it. They're, they're looking 99% right. of the time to sell it. So you need to be really careful. Like Nathan said. Yeah, uh, and, and that's why I think the way I'm, I'm showing people how to wholesale the painless wholesaling method is, is the way, mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't have someone lined up or mm -hmm. know that you have a deal because you, you know, your buyers, then you're, you're honestly just wasting your time and the buyer's time. 
Right. I mean, the seller's time. Right. If you guys have questions, make sure we get them in here. We've got about 15 more minutes before Nathan has to get out of here. Now, Nathan, they can learn more about your program at InvestorThrive.com, correct? That's that's correct. Or, you know, we're on if you're on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel as well. It's just Nathan Payne. You can search mm -hmm. me. Okay. Yeah, and uh, similar to you, William, I, I I honestly learned from you because I know you have the different tiers in the programs, and mm -hmm. I did the same thing. You know, I have mm -hmm. one that two seventy nine where I, I basically do the weekly call and I give all these resources and help mm -hmm. out. And I think you know, I love I love my community. It sounds like you love your community too. You're you're out here doing things for them, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, we we have a really great group of students that are all very. Uh, there's no scarcity mindedness or, or anything. Everybody's here sharing. In fact, we're, we have three masterminds a year. Our next one's in January. And, you know, you get a room full of people there. They're all sharing what's working in their business and everybody can take that back and, and take that information. That's really powerful. It so is. Yeah. Really I love looking, it. Looking forward to that. Uh, how do you prevent daisy chains? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, good luck. I mean, it, this is the thing. Daisy chaining, um, it's it, it never is going to go anywhere because you hold the contract. So unless they call you and they get everything set up with you, I mean, they're wasting their time. Why would you ever daisy chain something unless you have direct contact with the contract holder? It's a waste of time. So yeah. don't worry about people that waste their time with that. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Andrew, Andrew's our mortgage expert. If you guys, if you need a mortgage, you need to refinance your house. You need to contact this guy. He, uh, he's, Pretty nationwide, I think there are some states he's not in, but maybe he can fix that. Uh, do you use Novation agreements? Yes. Yeah, so in the mind map, we have Novation agreements. I know how to do Novations. I will just let you know I've never done one because I've never come into that uh, across that opportunity where I haven't been able to either wholesale it or just keep it subject to. Mm -hmm. But uh, Novations are an option, you know. For, for, the, for, for everyone that doesn't fully understand a novation agreement, because it seems to be some mystical uh, thing that people talk about now, what exactly is a novation agreement? So for me, for what if I can explain it good enough, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's you basically have the seller sign an agreement allowing you to list the property for them on the MLS. And then you can um, make a you can have your fee at the end of closing. So you don't technically have to be an agent to, um, to do that novation agreement with him, but you can list the property, sell it to a, a traditional end buyer, you know, that's financing. And then at close, you, you can make your fee through this innovation agreement. Mm -hmm. Right. So it sounds like we do something on a very, very minor basis. When we get a property subject to now, we get a power of attorney with the right. contract that gives us the right, the specific right to list this property on the MLS to look for an end buyer for a seller, seller finance exit. So I guess that's some kind of a, like a, yeah. a mini innovation, even though we're going to close on this thing and then be the lender and, and finance our end buyer. Because a lot of times if you don't have that permission, an agent won't let you list a property if you're not on top. Of course. Yeah. So that's why I think you have the, you have power of attorney. I know a lot of people use attorney in fact, it's mm -hmm. just different, right. different um, paperwork, mm -hmm. but yes, you need that in order to even work because you're not on title. So that's, that's the point of all that. But you it. also, if you're going to do that, you need to develop, establish credibility rapport mm -hmm. because this is a long relationship right. you're talking about. So if you're trying right. to be shady or not giving them yeah. the information they need, it's mm -hmm. probably going to crumble. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. So, uh, guys, Ryan's one of our sub two max students. Going to be my first mastermind. Can't wait. We can't wait to meet you, Ryan. So look forward it. to that. Uh, let's see. Nolan Boyd. That's how I remember. Not sure exactly. He previously asked about a, a filing the memorandum of affidavit. Right. So, okay. Uh, let's see, Carlos, uh, Nathan, do you wholesale every deal? Or are you keeping any for rentals? What I'm trying to ask, are you going to be a wholesaler till you retire? Zero <laughs> percent wholesaler till I retire. I don't think wholesaling is the end all be all. It's just what right. I show people. It's just, you know, like what I kind of focus is on is helping people get their first or next deal with little to no marketing spend. And that does not mean you need to do wholesale it. Wholesaling is an option. There's wholesale subject to there's creative financing, flipping. Uh, you know, there's so many different ways. Keeping is a rental. I I do everything. I look at every deal and I analyze what is the best exit strategy. So I honestly think wholesaling is not a good option if you're trying to establish wealth. Because right. when you wholesale a property, you you don't keep the asset right so you're not establishing like wealth with for yourself it's a good way to make active fast income but it is not a way to build a business in my opinion it, it meant you you want to keep property so right. carlos no i will not be a wholesale forever it is a strategy i will always implement but it's not something i always do yeah you know that was the the, the unattractive thing to me so i didn't get a start as a wholesaler i went straight into buying property, sell them on lease options, sell them on seller financing. I did flip a few things. If someone called me with a property that didn't fit my buy box, mm -hmm. but they were begging me to take it and gave it to me at, at this screaming deal, I would get it under contract knowing right away that I was selling it to, to Tim, the, the low end rental guy or Joe, the, you know, the slumlord guy, because mm -hmm. yeah, I wasn't interested in that stuff. Uh, but but wholesaling seemed like a job to me. It is you a job. You hustling all the time to keep the money coming in. It may be great money, but you still got to work all the time. I agree. I don't think wholesaling is a good business model, period. Like that's just, I'm just going to be honest. If you come to me, I'm not going to say, hey, build a giant bit wholesaling business. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the way to go. I know because I did it for four years. I built, right. had acquisitions reps, leads managers, disposition reps. I had a big, and every month we had to pump out deals. We had to make, do deals to keep money coming in. Marketing budget was high. But I do believe it is a very good strategy, especially for right now. Like if you're a flipper right now and you, don't want to flip what are you going to do you're going to try and wholesale you're going to try and do sub creative financing so mm -hmm. it is a great extra strategy i do not think it's the best business model right for sure okay so now i've got a question for you we've had limited success with this working with wholesalers and the premise is great you know wholesalers as a rule they contact ten thousand people a day saying, will you sell me your house cheap? Will you sell me your house cheap? And a very small percentage say yes. Most, even the motivated sellers say, I can't sell it for that. I owe more. I really need to sell it, but I owe too much, whatever the case is. So you contact wholesalers, you develop relationships with those guys, and you say, hey, send me those deals that you're going to throw in the garbage, and I'll give you a fee for them, and you'll make money on something you weren't going to make anything on. And, but Probably, and, and I don't know how many people, how many wholesalers we have on our list now, 20 or so that have signed up and that we, we text frequently saying, hey, what you got? But they're always trying to send us $60,000 rehab stuff and things like that. How do you get these guys to understand what you want 
and to send you that stuff. If if I had a hundred wholesalers sending me deals all the time that were little equity, no equity, you know, I could be writing them checks and buying these houses. How do you get these guys to to communicate with you on what you really want? It's a great question. I mean, no matter what wholesalers, they're going to find as they do this, they're going to find properties that like need tons of work, right? Because that's, you know, that's sometimes what happens, right? You, yeah. you want that's that kind of kills for me a lot of these subject two deals is there's 60 70k of work to even get it rent ready right or but but how do i communicate yeah it takes time william i meant i have a website called sellyourdeal.io and i let people submit deals if they need me to help them dispo and i let people submit deals if they have a house that they need help to get under contract now half the time when people put stuff under contract they they just don't know what they're doing and that's okay like if they need help and i kind of try to educate them um but it's very difficult you know <laughs> to, yeah. to answer your question i it, it's i don't really deal with get most of my deals from people who um are like hey i have a deal will you help me i usually get people work with people that have it already under contract and i coach them on how to get it lower mm -hmm. Okay. You know, and, and then you got the occasional, and you see these posts in groups a lot. Hey, here's a house. It's worth 200. Oh, they owe, they owe 190. It needs 3000 in repairs. The seller only wants a thousand dollars to move. So we're already up to, you know, it's, it's fully leveraged wholesale fee, $20,000. I mean, they, just, they just don't know. They, they <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad. William is, that takes a lot of time to get to that point, right? So they're just spinning their wheels. <laughs> right. You know, and you, you message them and, and you say, listen, I would take this. Or, or are you flexible on that fee? That's a little too much. Oh, no. Or they'll say starting bid on the wholesale fee, 20000 I I had a guy, I don't know how I got on his email list. He emailed me a, a couple of months ago and it said starting bid. And I said, what is what is a starting bid? He said, are you familiar with subject two? And I said, well, I know a thing or two about it. Uh, you know, a little bit. Crazy. Yeah, I know a little bit. I'm, I'm asking about that fee. What? Do you, oh, well, it starts at 20 and I'll let whoever pays me the most for the assignment fee have it. And I'm like, well, this thing is fully leveraged. I mean, there's no way. Yeah, he's not getting 20. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. Let's see. Uh Okay. Hey guys. Hey, we don't know who you are, but Hey, how are you? Let's see. He's got a question for Nathan. I'm in the Salt Lake city area. Also just moved here. Interested if you invest in Salt Lake city area or out of state. Yeah. So I invest in Salt Lake city. I want to stay in here. Um, and by the way, Hey, we do a, a monthly meetup and our meetup is next week on Wednesday at 1130. It hit, message me on Facebook and I'll send you the invite, but we meet every day in a, sorry, once a month. And if you're in Salt Lake in Midvale, which is like Sandy, it's pretty close to Salt Lake. So yeah, we, you should come and meet us next week. Okay. Awesome. So do that. All right, guys, we're going to share this again. You got a few more minutes for your questions. You can get uh, Nathan's mind map uh, at sub two deals.com slash Nathan. It sounds pretty awesome. I'll go over there and get that and check that out. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan, I know that you do some coaching on wholesaling. Tell mm -hmm. everybody about that and what you teach and how they can find you and learn more about that. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to take a, a page out of your book, William. I've created um, a community that's uh, for like 297 a month, very low entry. If anyone has ever tried to get coaching for 
wholesaling, it can be pretty pricey. Uh, I know because I've done so much. I've done coaching for the last five years, and I think coaching is great. I think mentorship, mind, masterminds are amazing. That's why where I'm at right now. But I have a, I call it the painless wholesaling club. It's like a community club. You get a call a week. I take all the leads that I have gotten over the last four years of my business, which is about 150, 160,000 skip trace leads. And I give them out every month to people that are in the club. And um, there's people that are, I just started this like two weeks ago. And there's people that are in the club that are already getting deals from the list that I give out. And it doesn't, I don't care about you. Don't pay me any money. You're in the club. That list is for you to get deals. And this list is nationwide. So you get a club community, you get um, leads sent to you. I send you 10,000 skip trace cold calling leads that you have to filter and a thousand filtered leads that are just need to be followed up with every month. And uh, you get the mind map, you get, uh, you know, lifetime access to the course. And that's like a very beginner entry level. Like we do a call week. So I'm not there as your mentor to be there like every second when you have a question. But if you want to do the mentorship, then that's, you know, then that's a higher upgrade. But I don't even like to pitch the mentorship because I, I think the community is gives you enough. And if you really like me and want to work with me more, I can I can spend time with you. I give you my number. I'll, I'll walk you through the whole process. But that's that's more of an investment. But the club is I, I really I have fun every time we have calls and I'm like, hey, guys. I do raffles, like I give away lists. I just gave away a list yesterday that I uh, skipped trace and I just gave it to someone that commented first. So, so it's fun. We're having a good time. Right. Sounds good. All right. And then check that out at investorthrive.com. Yeah, it's just right there. there. Okay. Yeah. So right there on the homepage, if you just scroll down, it's just a painless wholesaling club. You can sign up right there. So crypto asked 10 to 12% by the second quarter next year. Crypto. Listen, I, I broke my crystal ball a long time ago, but I'll tell you, I'm very, very confident that we'll be at 10% by the end of the first quarter next year. Yeah. I, I think I, so. I, I agree. But I, I, this is what my mortgage lender told me. He's, I mean, he's probably hopeful, but um, the ones helping me with the refinance, he's saying that he thinks in next summer it will go down to, mm -hmm. to kind of help the market. Right. It will go I, up and then next summer it will go down. I do believe it, it'll start falling by the end of next year. I don't know if it'll be by the summer, but I do believe that we'll get to 10%. And I don't think it'll be a, a long-term thing. I think, I, you know, I, I shared a graphic this morning on, on my Facebook, my, my, my wall, uh, about the real estate cycle. And it's so accurate in, in the signs of what's happening. And we're definitely in, in you know, approaching the, the recession stage. And I think after we're there for, for maybe a year, maybe a little less, they'll, they'll start lessening, you know, the interest rate again. But it's an amazing place to be in real estate because the opportunities are there. They're there. You just need to know how to capitalize on them. Yeah. And, and people that have been around for a while, and that's what I said when I shared that graphic. I said, you know, it's been a while since I've shared this. It'll be interesting to see what the experts, the, the self-proclaimed experts that have only been around for a couple of years how they do and in, in what's happening right now. Because, um, you know, if, if you were around in, you know, the 80s, the 90s and saw what happened, I mean, it was crazy. You know what I mean? But but it's like everything else. It does get predictable after a while. It's always right. going to work that way. Sometimes it's 10 years, sometimes it's 15, but it will come back and it will work that way. Just like bell bottoms and, and, and everything That's, else. You know? Yeah, the style. The style these days coming back. Right. Uh, 
you got a question from crypto. Do you have a program on virtual wholesaling? Yeah. So to the club in the club that is virtual wholesaling, everyone th in the club is from all over the United States. I don't even in Utah and where I have, you know, sellers where I can drive there. I don't even go to their house. Mm -hmm. I just call them or we do a zoom call. I do everything over DocuSign. So what the way I teach it is all virtual. You could be, I, I got guys in or Israel that I'm teaching and working with in South Africa that have talked to me in Australia. You can be sitting anywhere in the world and do a deal subject to yeah. like, like William does or wholesaling. So is my, you say my program virtual wholesaling, it, it is virtual because you never need to go see the, the, the house or the seller. But I want to tell you, you know, we're doing local real estate really for the first time in, in years. And it's so much more fun. It is, when, yeah. You know, when people see you, they know who you are. You talk to them about what you do. It, I had forgotten how much fun it is to actually sit down in someone's living room with them and talk to them about their problem and solutions. It's just the credibility factor, the, the trust yeah. factor. Zoom just doesn't accomplish the same thing. Your face really will always be better, always. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Matt says a 10% of $400,000 home will have a price of 190 to have the same payment. Matt, when I got started doing this in 1999, if I found a sub two below 8%, man, I celebrated, uh, you know, you, you, you make those numbers work. That's what people are used to paying and people right. boil down for, you know, eight years of, you know, 3% and lower. I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, Carlos, oh, what uh, everything is math. You got it. Uh, are you having any prop stream with batch leads not being updated? Uh, I know lead gen's not perfect. It happens in different markets with prop stream. Yes, yes. So prop stream batch leads, the what they're doing is they're pulling county data. So depending on where you're at, it, it, you're going to get the data that's available. So it's not prop stream or batch's fault. That's just what's available to them. Mm -hmm. Okay. All righty. So guys, I, that's just about it. I've got another comment. Local real estate rocks. Virtual's okay. Think, Local is fun. That's why I pulled back to Utah. I mean, I was doing all over the country and I'm, I'm closing a deal, uh, you know, right now in Columbia, South Carolina. I've never seen the house, the seller, but the, it's, it is fun to be just in one market. And it's really a lot easier to do business because you know the people, you know the buyers, you know the area, you know the streets. When you're getting it all over the country, it can be pretty dang difficult. Yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, uh, y'all go check Nathan out at InvestorThrive.com and also get over to Sub2Deals.com slash Nathan and get that free wholesaling mind map with how to find your buyers, how to find your sellers, how to put the deals together. Uh, I think he said he includes contracts, deal evaluators, all sorts of tools. So, man, right. go wholesale a deal today. Go get that thing. Right. I'll help you out. Yeah. So, William, yeah. real quick, I just want to drop. I know a lot of people here on Facebook. So I have a Facebook group, too, called the Painless, mm -hmm. it's called Painless Wholesaling Group. Okay. So check it out. And um, I actually go live every day, like kind of like we are with William. I go live mm -hmm. every day and train people live. Mm -hmm. Um I just stream my mentorship that I'm doing into the, the Facebook so people can watch it, but you can't right. interact, but you can watch it. So yeah, check right. it out. Yeah. That's painless wholesaling. That's a play on his name. It's P A Y N E less. <laughs> so you in that right in that, how you do yeah, it? That's it I get that stuff all the time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy goes live every day. He's, he's got a lot of energy. 
<laughs> and I apologize. I've been adding everyone, and I'm going to stop that. So if you've been getting a lot of my notifications, you won't get them as much, all right? Oh, man, that's cool. That's cool. I like to see what you're doing. So, Nathan, thanks so much for being here with us today and talking to us about wholesaling. And it still works. You just have to be more diligent, and you have to make sure you actually – get a deal now instead of just going, Hey, it's under contract. I'm going to make some money. It doesn't work that way anymore. So it don't work like that. Yeah. I love it. Hey, William, well, it's been a pleasure and an honor to be well, here with you. Well, we, we appreciate that you joining us today. So uh, everybody get over there and check him out. Nathan, we'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Okay, guys, that is it for this episode of goat talk. We appreciate the heck out of you joining us. Don't forget before you leave uh, YouTube to uh, hit that subscribe button, join our channel, uh, watch our videos. We do a lot of crazy videos every week on different aspects of real estate, everything from creative finance to occasional wholesale and some other stuff too. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. So uh, get out there, talk some sellers, buy some houses. <laughs>